Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian. And today, I'm going to do sort of a book review, but it's going to be continuing off of some of the things I've done before in The Lost Lands. Now, I'm going to explain The Lost Lands real quick, as best I can. The Lost Lands setting is published by Frog God Games. A lot of the adventures and modules that came out during the early 2000s when the third edition stuff hit later got compiled in a full setting also some of these adventures and modules were from an older campaign from the owner of the company bill webb apparently and a lot of other people contributed to these and created a whole deeper larger lore so what I want to do is look more into the Lost Lands and the books there. And the reason I want to do that is because I ran a Lost Lands campaign for about two years. I really enjoyed it. I really want to run another Lost Lands campaign. I also ran another campaign set in the Lost Lands, a few other games here and there set in the Lost Lands. So it's, it's kind of a place that I've come to enjoy. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying that I used to run just straight up homebrew worlds, all my own creation. That's really easy for me to do. I've got certain ways that I prepared for game that way that's quick and easy and works. And it's a little more of a challenge for me when I start delving into books and running other people's materials and settings. I have really grown a little more familiar with The Lost Lands than any other setting that is out there, even other ones that I've looked into and enjoyed and ran stuff in. The book I'm going to look at today is called Borderland Provinces. Now, I appreciate certain elements of this book. The fact that it's all black and white interior printing. I'm a big fan of that because it's easier for me to read. I'm not big on the very colorful, full-color prints in the pages and stuff like that. So that is a positive for me. If you want a full-color interior of a book, this is probably not and that's important to you. It's probably the book for you. The book came out in 2015. It also came out with a companion book called Adventures in the Borderland Provinces, which I'm probably not going to get to today. The difference between the two is that Adventures in the Borderland Provinces is like a collection of modules or collection of random adventures, whereas the Borderland Provinces book itself just details this region. Now, there are some big things in this region. Some of the campaigns and locations found in the Borderland Provinces you may be familiar with if you've been gaming a lot over the years. The Lost City of Baracus is a great one that we're going to probably have to cover some point in time in the future. But the Lost City of Baracus is located here in the Borderland Provinces. Not too far from the Stoneheart Valley. There's a Stoneheart Valley book that's close by and the Cults of the Sun and Kingdom. So if you're running this, you can easily go off the map to these other regions. But another big thing is uh, Rapanatuk. If you're familiar with the Rapanatuk, uh, we reviewed it a few weeks back on the show. You can go back and check out the Rapanatuk episode. We'll probably go more into Rapanatuk as I'm doing forward in the Lost Lands too. That is also in this region. The Forest of Hope is located kind of uh, central north of this region, kind of the top of the map of the area this covers. There is an estuary there, quite a few towns that lie around this estuary, which are interesting. Now, some of these towns are a little detailed, like the lost city of Baracus has a city there. I believe it's called, I get a couple of them confused. This might be Eastywich, or Eastywich may be a different city, but it's East gate or east witch something along those lines so some of those cities there are detailed in great detail in certain books 
And some of these places and locations are detailed in adventures and the adventures in the Borderland provinces. And some of the locations have more in-depth adventures available for them elsewhere by the company that are published in various modules and whatnot. There is a map online which kind of details where a lot of their published adventures are located on the map of the Lost Lands. But this is just covering one region of the Lost Lands, the Borderland Provinces. The book starts off giving you a history of the area, and a larger history of the world is kind of included in that in a lot of ways. It doesn't go over the entire history of everywhere. There's a Lost Lands camp book that covers the whole Lost Lands, gives you that. But this has got a good enough history to start to learn and know the history. It gives you the different races and ethnicities that exist in the area, from the elves and the dwarves and their interaction. See, throughout the Lost Lands, the elves used to kind of live and roam free in all these regions that we're in here now in the borderland provinces and humans kind of invaded and pushed them off their land and took over so elves kind of disappeared and left and fled etc etc they are the indigenous species that were pushed away by the humans they give you different descriptions of religions and everything else and then it breaks down to the different regions and the different things in the different regions now as you go through this book it's mostly the regions of the borderland provinces and they give you a lot of room if you want to come up with your own stuff and make your own cities and everything else they give you a lot of open space to throw things on they give you a lot of areas that you can work with, and they give you a lot to kind of flesh things out. I know that we had adventures in some of these cities that are not really detailed in the book. In the East Reach province, we kind of explored a lot, and some of the cities that were mentioned, we had no maps or anything else for them. Eastywich was the one city that we got into, and Eastywich, I fleshed out the whole entire city, gave it more of a history, working with what it had. It had unique quirks that go with it etc etc throughout the different chapters of the regions are the various roads and encounter tables for them and in the back of the book you get a good listing of the encounter tables now the there are multiple editions of this i know there's one for pathfinder i'm pretty sure there's a fifth edition version of it as well but the one that i've been working with is the swords and wizardry edition so it's got the old school stuff so if you're running bx or ad and d the stats in this book will work well with that now, at this point, the company was putting out separate books for separate things. And I think the world books they're putting out now are supposed to be system neutral. One of the things is with the encounter tables, I'm going to go back to them, is there's a large appendix, appendices, appendixes at the back of the book. And they kind of, each the different encounters in the encounter tables have numbers that correlate to the back of the book. When you go back there, you've got all kinds of stats and information on those encounters. I strongly suggest going over some of these encounters before you actually run them. When you do a random roll, you can even do some of the random rolls on your own approaching and say, okay, well, if they hit it, then we're going to, you know, if they roll a random encounter, then we're going to do these ones. Some of them are going to work a little bit better if you know what you're going into and you kind of plan them out. Because there's all kinds of encounters with brigands and traveling merchants and things that aren't necessarily fighting a monster and i prefer to prepare for those by kind of coming up with some names and some purposes of the merchants let's say and what they're doing there what they're selling so a few of those things it's good to look over and definitely it's almost always good to look over the monsters and make sure you know what those monsters are capable of how you're going to run them any kind of special powers or however it works 
you don't want to be pulling it out, railing at random in the middle of the game and not knowing what you're encountering. There's a bit of variety in the different areas. When you first read through the book of the Borderland Provinces, when I first encountered it, it seemed kind of like, I would compare it to Greyhawk in a way. But the more I started looking into this, I started to realize that there is an attempt to create a different kind of fantasy setting that is not necessarily your basic medieval setting that's cultures and cities and states that are just total fantasy, have no basis within historical context or few little basis and try to do their own thing. Picking up on that's a matter of really just kind of getting used to some of these areas and some of the uniqueness of where they are and what, what the deal with them is. It's pretty flexible what you can do with this. With it being so open, it's very sandbox oriented for a campaign. While you do have a lot of different adventures you can run through these areas, it also has just enough information to get your juices going to say, oh, okay, these are interesting elements to use within this city when people come in there. And a lot of times you're going to have to kind of flesh out some of the cities and locations too. I don't know if I would say this is the best book to start your campaign with, but it sure doesn't hurt. There are a few modules I would suggest for starting a campaign in this area, and some of them are even set in this area. If anybody's interested in starting modules for first-level adventurers to start a campaign in the Lost Lands, I could definitely look at doing an episode on that. There is a old kingdom that exists here, or existed here. Now, the pronunciation at our table has been up for dispute. I've heard that it's supposed to be spoken as if the word were French. And while my grandmother was born and raised in Paris, my French is terrible and I could not begin to pronounce it properly. Foyer, I believe it is. F-O-E-R-E. Foyer is the name of the, the kingdom. And it is in decline. Many of the various states and cities that used to be under them have broken free from them over the years. And they are kind of a decaying, dying empire, to say the least. And they play a part here. You will also see that there's a large city that's not detailed here, but not too far from it is Bardsgate. Now, there's a large book that does a Bardsgate campaign. We'll get into that later. But the roads running from Bardsgate and Foyer, the capital of Foyer, and all those are often patrolled and maintained by people from those cities. They give you lots of information on the different factions, the various flags that represent countries, kingdoms, and so forth. There are a lot of interesting areas. The Olback Vale is one that always caught my attention, which we've never quite made it to. It's kind of a, a nook within the mountains that sort of leans into a more horror-type situation. Now, if I were to get the opportunity to continue running through these, there's a lot of great places to put classic modules and classic things from, you know, the old AD&D and AD&D 2nd Edition stuff. The Old Back Vale, I'm kind of convinced that that may have been Ravenloft where it was originally played, or that's where it would be placed. So doing some of the horror stuff might work well there. But there's a lot of different variety in places you go on this. I have spent hours reading through this and the other books within the Lost Lands, kind of trying to feel out and figure out the whole world. And because it's so diverse, because each place you go to kind of has something else going on. You have different regions through here, which are kind of ruled by barbarians. And then you go to other old, archaic, decaying kingdoms that are ruled, you know, basic knights and jousting. 
And then some of the areas you kind of have to come up with your own flavor and flair with because they give you a little bit to work with. Like Easty Witch, when I ran through Easty Witch, you spent a lot of time in that city and really fleshed it out. So some of the planning, when you go to run something like this, you're going to be doing yourself as a DM. And a lot of it is already done for you. But it gives you a lot to work with. And if you're running a sandbox, it's a great start. I'll probably come back to the Borderland Provinces book in a future episode because I plan on continuing along this line of exploring the lost lands in these. That's all we have time for today. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards, like and follow. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our website. You can find me on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom, you know, Conan's God, and keep those dice rolling.